Okay, everybody ready? Uh, coming off uh, last week's uh, game against Penn State, uh, obviously four and two, and uh, have a big challenge in front of us now as we come into uh, uh, this week. Uh, you know, UM comes in here, Michigan comes in here six and one, four and zero in the Big Ten. I think they're playing outstanding, um, ranked in the top ten in the country, which deservedly so. And uh, again, it'll be a challenge. When you look at them, I think you look at them defensively. A lot of starters back, you know, two linebackers back that start uh, the entire secondary. You know, really three out of their top four four guys up front um, playing very well on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, a lot of pressure leading the nation. I think in pass defense, various various other things in the Big Ten. Uh, offensively, quarterbacks playing well, running the football successfully, big play offense in a lot of respects. So. Uh, very well coached football team and um, we'll, we'll be challenged as, as always. Um, that's what you get in this conference. I think uh, when you look at it, obviously it's a noon game, it's a rivalry game. And uh, when you look at it, a lot's been said and all that kind of stuff. But uh, when you look at it, I think it's good for college football. I always have. And I also think it's good for the state of Michigan. Gets everybody, everybody's enthused. And uh, I'll take some questions and go from there. No questions. Man, that's unbelievable. Coach, just a brief look back at Penn State. Defending a quarterback, dual threat like Tracy McSorley, we'll see somebody similar to Shane Patterson. But you held him to the second lowest yardage total combined on the season. The lowest was Pitt and Pat Narduzzi. Is there any comparing of notes conversations that take place with an ally like Pat Narduzzi when preparing for a call? Uh, yeah, we talked to Pat. You know, I think Mike Tressel talked to Coach Narduzzi a little bit, and uh, you know, I touched base with him through text a little bit. But I think that's sort of common. You know, you look for people that um, are similar in what you've done and those type of things, and you look to see how people play people. And you know, you're looking at people um, that play a 30 front as opposed to a 40 front, and you know, you look for commonalities. I think across the board, and uh, the biggest, the biggest one is obviously what you do against that particular team, year in and year out. <clears throat> Excuse me. If their coaching staff hasn't changed, or the coordinators haven't changed, if they're still using the same type of players, and you know, so you sort of get, get a history. And I think usually history is the best indicator of the future. And you know, when you look at things like that across the board, I mean, that's of course everybody else knows that, so they change. So it's a, you know, that's why you coach. Mark, obviously eight and three against Michigan in your career. Your three losses are only by I think combined fifteen points. How have you been able to? Get guys to buy in to you know, treating this game, just getting up for this game every week over such a long period of time without ever really having a, a letdown? Well, I think one of the biggest reasons is, is that uh, when I came here in 1995, you know, I, I experienced things firsthand at the start when Coach Saban was here. And, and uh, so I understood when I came back as a head football coach that uh, how important this game was uh, to our fans, uh, to the state. and. Um, you know, sort of went with it from there. We've got a lot of players from the state of Michigan. They understand that as well. And so it becomes sort of ingrained in people as you go. And we just sort of point towards it and, um, and try and do our very, very best. Mark, you've mentioned a number of times how this is personal. Did it become more personal for you in 07, or was it personal the first time you stepped on campus here? No, I think you learn these things, you know, as you go for, as you go forward. You know, it's, you know, you play your first game um, in any rivalry situation. I remember playing our first game at, you know, when I was at South Carolina playing Clemson, you know, and it was a big game down there, huge game, and 
Everybody talked about it and told you about it, and you really didn't know what to expect. But when you played in that football game for the first time, you understood after the fact. And I think that's the same thing here. Uh, you sort of understand after the fact. So after the 95 game, I understood. And, um, and then I just sort of brought it forward. And I, I think, though, that, that it's a game like a lot of games where you just sort of, you just remember that, you know, like I told you before, you know, we've I've coached over 150 games here as a head coach. You sort of tend to remember those, those games that are special games um, leading up to the game, you know, whether it's a bowl game or whether it's a, a big game against Penn State last week or whatever it is, you know, you tend to remember those. And I think this game sort of points in that direction. Do you think 07 intensified it at all? Couldn't hurt. <laughs> I don't know. There are things that go along, you know, I, I don't, you know. I, I'll tell you one thing about the three games that we've had, um, 15, 16, and 17. I think that they've been played with great sportsmanship on the field. I really do. There's not, you know, everybody's playing hard. And um, I think that's good for college football. Well-coached football teams and, um, you know, respect. Respect what they've done. Admittedly, Mark, last week at Penn State, you guys were more aggressive on the offensive side of the ball, trick plays, other things. Do you expect in, that you guys are going to maintain maybe a more aggressive approach to offense like you did on Penn State? Well, you know, I've always thought that we've taken an offensive, an aggressive offensive approach. Now, it all, it's all about, on offense, it's all about the, it's all about the numbers. It's all about the production, just like on defense. You know, if you're not, Stopping people on defense, people think you're not aggressive. You know, I think it's all about production and, and you know, really what have you done lately? And, you know, that's, that's college football, you know, as you guys said, you know, it's, uh, I needed to adapt better. And, and then last week, I'm a genius. So it's amazing. Education. Education, how fast it can go. Mark, you look at this matchup, on paper, these two defenses are right out there, if not among the top ten in the country right there. I guess as a coach who's on the defensive side, how do you like and approach those kind of matchups against another defensive-minded team? Well, you can't make mistakes on either side of the ball, really. You can't give up easy ones and blow coverage uh, or, or a gap. And then also, you know, you can't turn the ball over. I think that's, that's huge. You know, traditionally, the team that's rushed for the most yardage have, has usually won the game. You know, that's probably true in most cases, as, as, as what I said last week in terms of our numbers. Um, but um, that's been tradition, so it's, it's sort of hinged on defense. I mean, most games usually do. You know, I'm very impressed with their defense, very impressed with their front four, front seven. They're active, they're quick, um, they're very well coached. Same with their back end. They've got a good football team. There's been times in the past in this rivalry where maybe one team or the other hasn't been playing as well. But this is another one of those cases where, based on where you guys are both at right now, it becomes very important in the division as well. Mm -hmm. How much does, does that, I don't know, rank things up even more? Is it still going to be intense anyway? How does that change things? Well, I think it's always intense, but I think you're playing for more as you go forward. You know, I mean, I think that because we're now in the same division, well, we have been, I guess we have been. But um, this, the take on the division race itself, it's an Eastern Division game and that type of thing. and. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, October sort of points towards November. And, you know, if you can play well in October, then you're going to be in, in the hunt for things in, in November. So that's our, that's our intent as we move forward. Yeah, but I think it intensifies things. Mark, uh, 
it's been 10 years since that 2018 when he finally broke through. And then our, what do you remember about that game and that, and that feeling after that game? Uh, I remember Blair White catching the slant and, um, and going the distance early in the game. I remember, you know, Keyshawn Martin, I think he was a freshman and he ran an end around and I head butted him and got a headache. Um, I remember that, uh, barely. Um, but I, th I thought we played pretty well on defense and, um, you know, it was just a, just a big, big moment. I can't even tell you the score of the game, really. But I just remember it was a big moment for us. Yeah, I would say probably so. With, with no disrespect to anybody else we've played, I think that they're, um, you know, they're very active. As I said earlier, they're quick, and uh, you know, great pass rush, those type of things. So, very, very good. Mark. Two fake field goals and a fake punt. Obviously, you would prefer to catch teams by surprise, but how much putting that on film do you think have, can just be a measure benefit on forcing teams to spend devote practice time to preparing for what might not even happen on a, on a Saturday? Well, we got to find some more. So, I don't know. You know, you got you got to take risks as, as coaches sometimes too. And I thought it was the the right time. You know, we were you know we needed to get a drive going and. Uh, uh, it was in late in the first quarter, and, and so I thought that was the time. And as far as the field goal, you know, that was that was the time. You know, we didn't execute it. You know, it's all about at the end of the day, can you execute? You know, can you can one side or the other can they execute? And um, so we didn't get that one done, but we worked at it. How do you decide when it's time to take one of those risks? Numbers that is premeditated going to. Uh, I can't tell you that. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. You know, sometimes you just you just step across the line a little bit, um, but um, doesn't always work. But in that one, we were one out of two, I guess. For a program built on winning in the trenches and playing with people, kind of thing, trick plays seem to be a little bit different off brand, I guess. Maybe. When did you become a guy that, that liked? I've always been like that. I think. Where does that come from? Uh. Stepping out and taking risk, I think at times I think as a, as a football coach you you know you need to step out and you need to take a risk. You can't always put it on your players and have them have all the risk. Say, well, the guy didn't tackle the guy, or you know he didn't make the first down, or they didn't do that, or they didn't do this. I think sometimes you know as a head football coach you got to step out there and say, you know, this is my decision. If it doesn't work, then it's on me. So did you pick that up from a mentor or anyone? Uh, no. I don't think so, but doesn't mean I'm going to fake anything, though. We're not. Mark, in a big rivalry game like this, which you have obviously done well in, how do you find the balance between having your team fired up to the max and being loose but not being over over aggressive or over anything? How, how do you strike that emotional balance in a big game like this with your team? You know, I just tell them to get ready. Everybody's got a different way to get to get ready, but uh, you know, when the time comes, you, you generally have a feeling, and you need to be at your very best every single week. Not just this weekend, but every single weekend, you want to be at your very best. I think everybody's got a different way to get there, and uh, I'm pretty accepting of that. And then collectively, we go as a group, and we have little things that we try and do maybe as we go forward to collectively unify us, but. Uh, I think most most of the time, 
um, you know, getting ready for a football game is a long-lasting thing. You know, I mean, it's, you you got to be ready, and it's got to be the. If you get ready on Friday night, and you're not, and you're not ready Saturday at noon. You know, that's that's not good. So you need to be ready at game time. You know, I, I believe in that, and uh, we try and do our best to get there. And um, but you know, when you see it, I guess. Push back up the middle here. Your end game calculus twice in the Penn State game, you were not willing to settle for a game time field. You took that stab at Felton Davis three times over the weekend. I saw teams go three and out, have the other team use their timeouts trying to sit on a lead. When you got one first down and get you into a victory formation, what's your philosophy there? Um, if we're on offense? Or? If you're in the lead on offense and you have that last possession, okay. rather than running into the line three times, making the other team take three timeouts and then punt. Okay. I think it's, it's been varied. Uh, you know, it depends on the game, depends on the, the opposing team's offense and your defense. You know, you can look at all the different a aspects where you're away, you're home. Um, so I think there's a lot of things that go into that. Uh, you certainly want to use peop make people use their timeouts, I believe, because then they don't have them on the back end. Um, so there is something to that. There's been other times where, we said, where we've said, hey, play it like, uh, like we're behind. And there's been other times we've said, hey, you know, Play it like it's first and ten early in the game. So I think you have to keep people off base, and I think you do that because, you know, collectively, if you don't, then you become have a history, and then that history then indicates what you'll do, and that's not always good. Hopefully, I'm talking in circles. That would be good. Mark, I don't think anyone in this room thought you could win last week. Mm -hmm. And you were asked on the field after the game how this program continues to win these games that are so unlikely, and you didn't say much. But I, I'm wondering if this chip is real. It doesn't work for everybody. But does it just work for this program? Uh, I think there's a lot of things that go into it. I think I said by God's grace, too, I think. But um, so there's a lot of things that go into this. You know, it's, it's belief system, it's conviction, it's commitment, it's execution on the field, it's mental toughness, it's physical toughness. There's a lot of that that goes into it. and. Uh, and then going back to the question over there earlier, you know, you need to be ready. And then hopefully as the game flows, games are long. You know, college football is, takes a long time. It's three and a half hours. Of, you know, so if something happens early in the football game doesn't mean it's going to finalize your, you know, the game. I think it's over a period of time. But if you can just build throughout the game and not waver and stay committed throughout a football game, you have a better chance. Doesn't mean it's going to continue on, but if you can just continue to stay committed, I think good things can happen. And that's what we talk about. You know, we just talk about it's, it's going to be a long football game and just do your job. Do your job and do it to the best of your ability with a lot of enthusiasm. Mark, you mentioned the last three games in this rivalry specifically that they were clean, better sportsmanship. What do you attribute that to? Well, I think Coach Harbaugh does a great job. I think, that, I think he's all about that. I think he tries to play the game like it's like it's supposed to be played, and I think he respects the football game. I think he respects the game, the general game of football. And uh, we do the same at our place, and um, I think it permeates down through the players. I hope that's the case. Well, I can keep giving the depth chart, but it really doesn't matter because a lot of the times it, it changes on Saturday afternoon. So. Um, just this week, we just decided, hey, let's just not do it. And, and does, does follow that, just the 
fourth quarter uh, last week. You, you talked about the lack of energy and the flatness in the, the Northwestern game. Did, what did you see maybe in the fourth quarter with your team that was maybe a little different? Well, throughout the, throughout the game, and I think that that, uh, that could be attributed to a lot to the environment there. Because it was a great environment to play in. Penn State has a great environment. And I'll look forward to seeing Michigan State's environment in Spartan Stadium uh, this weekend. Because it can get live. It needs to. Um, but um, again, I go back to our, our, our guys came with a conviction and sense of commitment and understood that it was going to be a big task and just kept working it. And as we kept working it and we kept hanging in there, you know, that tie started to turn a little bit. As you saw in the last two drives, it started to turn. And that big stadium got quiet. And that's usually what ends up happening. If you can just, you know, keep moving the rock, as I've said before, you know, just keep pushing. Don't take your hands off that big rock. You know, eventually maybe it'll roll a little bit. I think that's what we did. Going back to the trip that Mark, I was just curious how the if you're willing to say the fake punt and then the halfback pass, are those linked in terms of you knew if you completed the, the punt that you were going to go right to the pass right away? No, I had nothing to do with that one. You know, that, that was Coach Warner's call. The, the fake punt was my call. There was no link. And then um, I know you guys like to rotate offensive line, and that's what you've been doing with this game. A little bit out of your hands, but you played mostly one the whole game, if not the whole way. What benefits did you see from having that consistency in there? Well, I thought we were running the ball okay, you know, not not dynamically, but we were moving it, you know, five yards here, five yards there. That's that's uh, you know trying to empower our coaches. That's Coach Staten's call, and that's what he wanted to do and stay with it. So, really, that's what we decided to do. What do you remember about crossing paths with uh, Ed Warner way back in Akron, and was it like having a son here now? Uh, Ed was a graduate assistant when I was there, and actually um, what I do remember is, I'm not sure everybody knows this, but what I do remember is that um, I was out one evening, I met Nick Saban, so I talked to Nick. He had a graduate assistant position open, open up here for George Perlis. Ed was on his way going to Middletown, Ohio to be a high school coach, and went up here, came up here to East Lansing to interview, became a graduate assistant here at Michigan State before all his, the rest of his, met his wife, and, um, you know, so he's got some spark in him, you know. But uh, very good coach. Uh, obviously was at Notre Dame, was at Ohio State, was at Kansas. Did an outstanding job there. Was at, uh, I think, Missouri as well. Uh, so um, very, very good coach, very good offensive line coach. What was it like recruiting his son? Have you had conversations with him since then? Uh, yeah, I, I've talked to Ed, Ed about, um, in fact, I was, um, he came on the home visit. You know, he was at the home visit when I was when I was went into the house. Uh, so um, it's a little different, a little different, but but uh, you know, it's positive, very positive. So and and again, you know, uh, with the background at Michigan State, you know, they grew up in some ways as Spartans, and the opportunity to come here uh, was a positive one for him and his family. He's doing a great job. Our two players come in here next. Do you ever worry on big teams like this, what they're going to say? Uh, we're, we're looking for juicy quotes, and you're telling yeah. them to be careful. Do you get anxious for Tuesday at Michigan we can get over? No, I don't get anxious. I mean, for them, no. I don't, I, you know, I've got a lot of faith in our players in terms of what they're saying, especially in these three guys. I think our three captains are coming over. Uh, so, um, you know, they just need to be able to stand behind their words the best they can.
So they'll do a great job. With that, I can get out of here. Anything else, guys? That'd be good. All right. All right, guys, go green. See you Saturday.